The old Irish goodbye. Fibonacci sequence. Uh, if you're hearing our voices, that means it's time for It's This Meets That. Um, two friends who know nothing about anything, talk about bad movies. Uh, I'm Russ. And I'm Jared. Um, so uh, last week, uh, we we didn't watch... <laughs> last week was a trailer trash episode where we didn't watch the non-existent trailer of this movie uh, we're doing right now, Alien Warfare, as hopefully all of our, uh, yeah, all of our long-time lawyers. listeners... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we have, we have analytics. We know how many are listening. So all five of you, we know you didn't, you did or did not listen. So shout out to Thais, Elizabeth, Brady, Brady Sam, uh, maybe Rob a little bit. And no, definitely not Rob. No, I'm out on Rob at this point. Yeah, we call we're calling you out, Rob. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's all six of them. This is good. Yeah, if you want to be featured in our next time we yell at our fans, email so. us at. <laughs> It's this meets that at gmail.com. <laughs> New segment called where we turn on our fans. It's happening. Yeah, we love you. Uh, so Alien Warfare, in case you don't remember, is about uh, the, a team of Navy SEALs investigates a mysterious science outpost only to have a only to have to combat a squad of formidable, not homicidal, well, <laughs> semi-homicidal alien soldiers um that is also like the toughest <laughs> sentences to read thank you no it's it's not right yeah i did a good job you're welcome you, no you did a great <laughs> job you always do that's why i give it to you because that's a tough sentence to read <laughs> i think only uh, to have two so like only to have to only to have to <laughs> yeah this podcast only if we have to yeah, the writers of this movie were just as good as whoever wrote the description of the movie. <laughs> All right, so since there was really no trailer, trailer trash was kind of, we kind of winged it a bit. Um, but we did yeah. set some expectations based on things we read, descriptions, and the cover art uh, of the movie poster. Right. What, what do you, after seeing this movie, yeah, my feel? expectations <laughs> were met, they were perfectly met. I got, I wanted Star Wars. I got Star Wars. <laughs> um, mine were almost met. I was thinking Starship Troopers and I definitely did. No, I didn't get that at all. No, not even close. Not even close. <laughs> you didn't even close, get close to Star Wars either. So stop lying to all, stop lying to all five of our listeners. I apologize, Rob, Brady, Matt, Chris, <laughs> on Jared's behalf. Yeah, Elizabeth Thais, you forgot? Thais, Yes. <laughs> All of you. I apologize. Yeah, I I hate this movie. I wouldn't recommend this to anyone. A lot of times, I like to think that our movie, the movies that we watch, are fun uh, and enjoyable. Usually, I get a chuckle or two. This one, I think I can only count a single chuckle or two. I had two. Well, actually, no, I laughed more because I thought it was a comedy. It's not a comedy. It's not a comedy. I hate this movie. Let's get into it. Let's get, let's get ready. Let's, let's cruise through this thing. All right. So quick info. Um, not a lot to tell you here. So director Jeremiah Jones, uh, it hasn't done much, bunch nope. of shorts. And this is first feature actors. Um, Clayton Snyder, David Meadows. Lizzie Daniel McGuire Washington. fan. <laughs> Clay, yeah. Clayton Snyder of, uh, <laughs> yeah. Lizzie McGuire fan, uh, fame. David B. Meadows. He was a former Navy SEAL, which you would think uh, would give us a little credibility here. You think he'd be good at being a Navy SEAL? 
Anyways, move on. Uh, Dana Washington, Scott Famous C. for Smilf. What's that? Smilf. Smilf? Yeah, you remember Smilf when that came out? No. Oh, he's in that. Oh, is he? <laughs> yeah. Isn't that, oh. the, uh, isn't that the one about, doesn't it take place in Southie or something? <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Is he in, in a, that? A Boston bit? Yeah, he's in that. And uh, and the, the Ghostbusters reboot. I saw that listed on his like credentials there. Yeah, he's this guy. He's probably the most famous guy in the whole movie. Um, Daniel Washington, Scott C. Rowe, and hopefully I get it right. Larissa and Andrada. I don't know Andrade. From we're gonna Andrade. Screw, yeah, we're gonna I'm screw it up. We're terrible. Whatever. We apologize, Larissa. Apologies to our Brazilian listeners. <laughs> Larissa, if you're listening, send us an email. <laughs> send us an email. Uh, it's just meets at uh, gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> um screen written by there's three screenwriters in this which remarkable <laughs> three people said this was a good idea dave baker nathan zobel and ben bailey uh again fuck you. What's that? i said fuck you <laughs> right for the jugular yeah that's fair okay just, guys just keep just keep going just keep doing it don't um stop <laughs> please stop keep don't don't keep going. <laughs> don't keep going. <laughs> Stop what you've done. Um, usually we do production box office numbers. This didn't go to any box office whatsoever. Um, not even to our favorite place, the Emiratis. Um, didn't go there. Um, I don't. There, I couldn't find any numbers about how much it costs. Um, this is usually where you kind of make up numbers, which is fun. How much do you think this movie cost? At least three hundred dollars. I was gonna say four chicken parms. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> we should do. We should do it based on number of chicken parms. What's the going rate of chicken parm these days? Like a yeah, good one, like nine bucks. No, oh, wait. We're talking about subs, or are we talking about a pasta? Yeah, bag? no, like no. Oh, like a sub, like a sandwich, like lunchtime, ten bucks. Okay, yeah, ten bucks, sure. Forty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this movie was terrible. Yeah, I mean it's it's uh, yeah. it's a new low. It's yeah. a new. This is the new worst movie we've seen. It's it's. I think it's on par with um in terms of like production quality. It's probably on par with um Robot Riot. Disagree. I think Robot Riot had a significantly higher budget. <laughs> <laughs> seven chicken parms. At least seven chicken parms. You know me CGI robots they had in this. And That's this actually one, true. In this one. They were wearing the aliens were wearing bad armor. We never got to see their ship really, except at the end for one second. Yeah, and the oven mitts. There weren't oven mitts. The movie's called Alien Warfare. I wanted Alien Warfare. There was neither one of those two things, really. No, the aliens were barely <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> it's like Rhode Island, right? Yes. <laughs> it's neither Rhode or an island. There was no alien or warfare in this movie. Exactly. Um all right, so that's all that stuff. Um What's your, what's your what's your Hollywood pitch for this? All right. So this one took me a bit. One, I'm thinking Arrival. So Arrival is maybe my favorite movie of, what year did that come out? 2019, 2018? 2018. When was the last time we were allowed to go to the movies? Regardless. <laughs> Who knows? Whatever. <laughs> Uh, Arrival was my favorite movie I saw in theaters that year, the year that it came out. I love Arrival. I've seen it like three times now. Own it. It's fucking fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic movie. Yeah. And the reason why it is that 
is because Isabella at one point, uh, for some reason, <laughs> inexplicably gets obsessed with learning about their language. Uh, it doesn't become important really until nope. about the very end, maybe for one second. But once she realizes the alien language is written in a spiral, <laughs> her quote just makes me so happy. She, it's the perfect language. <laughs> so this movie is really a rival. It's all about communication with aliens and, and the things that we can learn from them. Meets Return of the King, right? One, that movie was a slog in a good way. I love Return of the King. But I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm sorry, I interrupt you. I'm I actually for some odd reason when I saw it, when I read yours, I was like Return of the King. I had Mummy Returns in my head. I don't know why. Oh, interesting. And when you just, when you were just like Lord of the Rings, I was like, oh no, Lord Twist. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you got me. All right, go ahead. Keep going. Great movie, Return of the King. However, it's like over four hours long. And this movie, even though it's maybe the shortest movie we've covered so far, it's hour only an hour and 28 minutes. Yeah, real short. It felt like four hours. <laughs> like there were so many times where I was like, oh, you could have cut this out and this would have been the same movie. No, nothing mattered. Everything, nothing made sense. And, and furthermore, Return of the King, all about returning something, not, not the king, but returning the ring to the to the volcano right this movie is about returning like a a, a person uh-huh. to the alien so is it a person yeah well an alien person we're all people. Spoil- spoilers by the way oh, we, we forgot yeah spoilers from this point yeah, it doesn't matter <laughs> it doesn't don't, matter don't watch this movie. don't watch this if you already did because of last week i'm so sorry <laughs> it, it's winter time go shovel some snow for an hour or two do something else yeah right (laughs) do do anything else (laughs) throw snowballs at people who are shoveling snow whatever do something else ideally (laughs) uh my pitch uh, i'm i don't think i'm gonna explain it too much it's predator meets et sure (laughs) (laughs) whatever you say bud i had to say it really fast because i couldn't say it with a straight face (laughs) because yeah two great movies (laughs) just like mine two great movies yes but that's where we're here we're just pitching it yeah, do you, want would, me, do, you want, do you want me to sell you more on why it's that, or do you want to just we'll just? It's up to you. I would love to see Predator meets ET. That sounds fun. That right? I'm assuming it's mostly candy based, uh, like Arnold Schwarzenegger eating Reese's Pieces or something. What? No, isn't that what ET is about? Eating Reese's Pieces? <laughs> what? No. Have you seen ET? No. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Of course I've seen E.T. <laughs> I don't think you About have. Reese's. You, you saw the ad for Comcast for E.T. Yeah, shout out to Reese's Pieces if you want to sponsor us. This sucks. All right. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about Fast Facts. <laughs> yeah, let's let's keep, keep it moving here. So Fast Facts, yeah. Um, not many. Um, so <laughs> we... <laughs> yeah, start with this one. We're going to go easy here. Uh so right off the bat, IMDb is really fun. We've explored it quite extensively now in all of our episodes that we've done. Sure. And it's definitely like, it's just a Wikipedia. Like, and it feels like anyone can submit and just that's it. Um, first fast fact that's listed. There's only two on the IMDb page. Uh, the first one is that, <laughs> it's too funny. All the actors in this movie hated it. Yeah, not surprising. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I, I feel the same way. I don't know if that's actually true. I feel like someone just wrote that and that's what it, that's just what it is. Totally possible. 
Um, other fast fact, uh, David B. Meadows, uh, he was a former Navy SEAL. And the way it's written on IMDb is funny. It's like, oh, David B. Meadows is a former Navy SEAL turned classically trained actor. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Thanks, Mom, for submitting that. <laughs> yeah. I always phrase my biography that way. I mean, what a respectable career turned into this. Yeah. I would have been, I would have stayed a Navy SEAL if I had already made it that far. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, that's way. Way, yeah. Yeah, his acting not as good as I'm assuming his Navy ceiling is. I'm hoping his Navy ceiling was better than his acting. Well, so the last fast fact here. I'm going to let you lead this charge here because yeah. I'm going to let you lead how far we go with this. All right. And here's where it gets crazy. If you're a longtime listener that Russ and I are big into money laundering schemes within. <laughs> Love, Love my money laundering. <laughs> Within indie Hollywood productions, right? If anyone wants to launder money through this podcast, let us know. (laughs) These are your guys. Yeah, exactly. If you want us to launder money for you, send us an email. (laughs) It's thismeetsthat at gmail.com. So (laughs) our PayPal is, our Venmo is. (laughs) Two, this movie, unlike a lot of movies we've seen, only had two production studios associated with it. Yep. And everything for the most part looks pretty, you know, small group. Like there's like 10 producers attached mm-hmm. to it, which is a like, a, as we're looking, pretty average number, two production sure. companies. That's it. On the up and up. Yeah. Up on the up and up so far. So good. But when. Big butt. Big butt. <laughs> yeah. Big butt. <laughs> did I just make you say that? Yes, I did. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Shout out to big butts everywhere. <laughs> If you want to be be in the episode. (laughs) All right, Uh, serious face, come on. Serious face. Hollywood Media Bridge is one of the studios, and Hollywood Media Bridge is not what you think it is. If you go to their website, you'll find out. Or is it? Our friend here, Philip Goldfine, is running some kind of wacky multi-level marketing scheme where he will tell you how to accomplish anything if you pay him five thousand dollars <laughs> yep <laughs> uh, that's by the way that's marked down from eight thousand from the very convincing number of 79.95 yeah a bargain at any price <laughs> it's down to 49.95 does that work once you get surpassed a certain number that the five i know like the five and zero like i, I understand no. like how that like once yeah. you get past a certain number does that that doesn't work anymore I don't think so. It's like if it's like it's if it's like thirty nine ninety five or like forty nine ninety five. Sure, but once you get to like a thousand, it's like, yeah, I'm paying you five thousand dollars. Yeah, especially when your website is like block text on plain colors. Everything's like a, a weird salmon pink. We can't gloss over this. I don't think. No. Accomplish anything event is apparently the side scheme to Hollywood Media Bridge production studio here because he's got a lot of movies he's done all kinds of like he was a he was an executive uh producer on the mask so actually i don't know if that's technically true i don't know i believe it he says it on the website so it must be true (laughs) no i don't think that's true (laughs) i think he i think actually all this says now i'm reading this is that he was just an executive at the studio at the time that the movie The Mask came out. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, he's like, say, with- like saying like after serving as an executive on such studio titles, studio why studio is capitalized here doesn't make any sense. Such studio titles as the mask and disturbing yeah. behavior. That's um, the offensive thing to point out, Russ, is the capitalization. Nothing else pit- about this is bad. <laughs> well, no, that pisses me off because like if you're gonna you're gonna lie to everyone, be fucking grammatically correct. After serving as an executive on such studio titles as The Mask, um, executive like that means nothing. It's like you and I being like, yeah, after us serving as executives uh, for, and I don't know anything, just make it up. I worked at an internet company the same time that Google tripled their profits. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah, th- I hate this. I hate all of this. This guy, the biggest scam going, and I'm here for it. Yep. Yeah, I'm not a fan at all. Uh, we we got a, we we dove a little, we dove a little deep here. We watched some video testimonials from his customers. Uh, I feel so, for this I class. They changed. Feel, he changed all their lives. I feel so bad for them. Yes. <laughs> this actually makes me sad. Like it's on their Facebook page, and we're scrolling through, and it's like, first of all, they take a photo of like a group photo. So there's does this accomplish anything? And they're all there, and they're in front this of like logo is incredible on its own. But they take a photo of the group in front of Spielberg movies and put that as like their like their background photo for the page. Yeah, he was in, like he was you're trying producer. to make it seem like you're a tied to these three. You're not tied to these movies. Stop! Like he definitely worked in movies when Jurassic Park was a movie. It's like for sure. Yes. Yeah. So uh, that's one of the studios. <laughs> uh, the other studio, possibly Meteor. Oh. Uh, in that it's involved with Steven Seagal, uh, who, you know, Russia's favorite agent over here. Yeah. Not a Steven Seagal fan. You're uh, not. No, I'm not. I'm you not. Know. I mean, I was when I was younger, like his early 90s, like early 90s Steven Seagal. I was like, all right, this is cheesy action. But it was like. He was still a garbage person then. <laughs> well, yeah, but I was a kid. I was like 10 or 12 watching his shitty movies. I didn't know. Like, I don't care about what he is. Like, he makes stupid action movies. All right. Yeah, I guess you're right. Now that we can evaluate him as a person. Yes. Now that I know something about, well, I know nothing, but you know, now I know at least an idea. Jean-Claude Van Damme was definitely the better action movie star of the time. Yeah. No doubt. I don't, if you know anything about Jean-Claude Van Damme doing anything wrong, please send us an email. <laughs> don't ruin my childhood, please. But we know Steven Seagal is a bastard. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Steven Seagal, uh, what we do is we usually insult the people we invite on the show. But if you want to come on the show, hit us up at itsthismeetsat at gmail.com. Yeah, I don't want him on the show. No? <laughs> Would you take Mel Gibson over Steven Seagal? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that means you would take Steven Seagal on the show. Anyways, so Action House Pictures, uh, they, they've produced like seven movies, eight movies, whatever. Uh, all of them have been, uh, 90% of them have been uh, Steven Seagal movies. The other one was Alien Warfare, the one we're about to talk about. And then there's a sneak, sneaky one in here, Alpha Code, uh, with Denise Richards and Randy I don't Couture. Know, I don't know anything about this. Yeah, this this we might have a new list of movies we're going to watch. 2021, we'll let you know. Anyways, so those are our two production companies. We got a little sidetracked. Um, with it that is stuff. 2021 now, Russ, when this episode's coming out. Well, yeah. <laughs> I can, you can still say 2021 while you're in the year. Nope. Damn it. I got to cut all this out. Ah. Don't think it's fine. It's it's fine. None of it was good anyways. 
Um, so we have a we have a mar- what is it marketing what's it what's the scheme called marketing down what is it called level, yeah marketing down <laughs> marketing on down <laughs> with Russ Market. no, multi level marketing you know pyramid scheme whatever you want to call it Ponzi scheme they're all the kind of same yeah I mean and the logo is pretty much a pyramid <laughs> the mountains yes well it's a it's an upside down funnel Russ is what. <laughs> It's the reverse funnel model. All right, so that's that. Yeah, we 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 can't let production companies get away. We just, no, this movie sucks. Yeah. All right, so let's let's uh, let's move on from that. Let's get let's get out of that. Let's get yeah, out of the, let's, the. Let's start talking about the movie. Yeah. Let's. Yeah. <laughs> so we're off to a great start, in my opinion. Fantastic uh, start. Are you kidding me? This probably this is probably one of our best starts ever. The asteroid. No, oh, I'm talking about the asteroid, the movie. Oh, I was thinking about the episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, the movie. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, we're talking about the movie now, Russ. <laughs> okay. Spoilers, so, spoilers from this point on, if you really care. Yeah, you spoilers from 20 minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> if you just, if you passed out at the wheel and you just woke up, I hope you're okay. Uh, but spoilers from this point on. <laughs> so... We're zooming in on an asteroid, uh, go, going around the planet. I think this is still like in the sequence of the credits, but yes, it's yep. also. I think I take it as part of the movie because there is a thing that crashes into Earth uh, from. Oh, it's from totally space. part of the movie, and I didn't. I, I thought it was the opening to like a planet series on Netflix or something. Yeah, and like an asteroid that size would definitely do actual substantial damage. Like, uh, uh, yes. Like I think dinosaurs were killed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. At the very least. <laughs> Sorry, we didn't we didn't we didn't fact check this, but I'm pretty sure dinosaurs were. <laughs> no, dinosaurs were definitely killed by an asteroid. <laughs> they were decimated. Yeah, uh, and at the very least, we're talking probably thousands of acres of forest. Not entirely. Left. Birds, birds are dinosaurs. But anyways, keep going. Sorry. Yeah, yeah birds are dinosaurs. We all know that. We all know that. But like, immediately, I'm upset. <laughs> Nothing here makes sense. I thought that this would be connected to something else. And then, oh, never mind. Like, doesn't no there there are no transitions in this movie. No. I apologize in advance, dear listener, uh, because we're gonna jump around a lot inevitably. Like I would we, I, I actually would throw out there this might be the one of the more linear films we've watched, though. Uh, I don't know. Because like it doesn't really jump. I don't think it jumps around. It's it's pretty straightforward. Like it's just kind of like moves in a straight line. And there's no, I don't think it's that that bad. But I mean, we're gonna we're gonna make it bad because we're trying to remember how it played out. Right. But. Well, and there's a lot of splitting into teams, and so like there's a lot of things that are happening with two oh, yeah, people. Yeah, two yeah, people yeah. And like we're we're yes. talking we're splitting around different scenes a lot. Yeah, that's true because everyone makes the same mistake. Like let's split up because splitting up is never the right thing to do. But right. Um, but yeah. Anyways, like this opening animation is it looks like it should be like the opening for like a this is the planets. Yep. being on like Netflix or, or, you know, whatever. I would totally watch that. Um, and yeah, I definitely would. And then we get the alien warfare title. Um, pretty much looks like it was made by someone's nephew. Um, and on the crew with word art. Yep. I threw it out that. And then we're <laughs> in Los Angeles, California. Yeah. We're back at a house and like a really nice looking house. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that's it. That's it. Well, and we come in. Uh, so we, we, we then go inside the house and we're looking at our hero, uh, Chris here. Oh, thank God we're inside the house now. 
Yeah, I'm not going to describe the house, Russ. It's a normal house. No, but I'm just, yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're inside now. Don't you, don't you do that to me. So we're inside. <laughs> Before we're outside the house, now we're inside the house. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, boy, this is going to be a long episode. Yeah, go ahead, buddy. <laughs> it sounds like you got this one. <laughs> I don't know. You got it. Go for it. We're inside the house. Go ahead. So Chris, Chris is on the phone all of a sudden. Do you know? His, uh, do you know that this is his name? No, we have no idea who this person is. But right. I'm, t- I'm telling the listeners this is Chris. Okay. Uh, it's our it's our former Navy SEAL here, the actual guy with any kind of experience. Yep. Living this, which I did not know going into this movie. Really, like I, I looked it up and I was like, no way, this guy's a Navy SEAL. And then when I watched the movie, I also said, There's no, no way, this guy's, guy's a Navy SEAL. <laughs> Just. The way that he talks, the way unless, did he did he like try out and didn't make the team? That's what I I don't know. Is there tryouts? Like, yeah, you got to be able to breathe underwater for like over like at least thirty seconds. Yeah, we maybe that- he just went and signed up and then couldn't do the underwater thing. <laughs> do you still get the? Yeah, you should get a participation trophy. <laughs> no, that's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> But regardless, he's bad at being a Navy SEAL. <laughs> or so it seems in this movie. Yeah, I blame the writers uh, for all of this. I yes. don't blame you, David B. Meadows. Nope. And I, yeah, a.k.a. Chris Evans' bearded stunt yeah. double. Whose name is Chris in the movie, so. Oh, yeah, that works out. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, and I'm, But I'm kind of happy about how the phone call goes because it seems like it's slightly more normal than a usual phone call. Like at yeah. the beginning, he answers the phone and... He's like, oh, uh, hey, who is this? And he's like, oh, it's it's you, my boss. Uh, and it's a normal phone call. Yeah. I don't know why he hates Mike. He's talking a lot about this guy, Mike. Mike, yep. Unclear why he hates him so far. He's going to be there. He's got to be at a place tomorrow at 1,300 hours. So we end up in a war zone. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we had a flashback. We snap back, apparently. Snap back. Yep. Flashback. Snap back. Whatever. Mm-hmm. And out of nowhere they're just like shooting people left and right uh which i guess they're enemy combatants but at the same time like there's no they're in an open field there's nowhere for them to be concealed and no, they like, seem like they're maybe 30 feet away and they just shoot these people yeah <laughs> and there's and two guys like and... took it <laughs> yeah there's like two guys who are in front of a building protecting it and they sneak in along the side and there's like the one shot where like the gun just kind of pokes out to the side. It's like, is that guy like hiding or is he just an open and field? And these two guys can't see him. Yeah. And the gun sounds are great. Like instead of being uh, any kind of gun sound, like yeah, there's a lot of unrealistic movie gun sounds, right? Where, yes. you know, silencers are a thing. That's not really a thing. Like you can have a suppressor on a gun, but it's still going to be loud as, as hell. Yeah, but the guns in this movie sound like potato cannons. And that's oh, yeah. what I love them the most. Like it's all like the whip. <laughs> You're like, wait. <laughs> Bullets don't sound like that. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> yeah, so then so this is a flashback, but it's kind of weird because like the way they do it doesn't it doesn't really feel like a flashback, but yeah. Right. So they uh so they kill these two guys on the outside. Um getting into this house they're trying to raid some kind of terrorist compound apparently yeah and it's yeah we'll skip over why it's so obviously a terrorist compound because it's really it's terrible bad. it's yeah. terrible at like 
and this is where I've got a couple of complaints about the dialogue, right? So we, we, they come up, they, you know, dismantle all of the guards. They get into the main room where we see our two hostages. Yes. Um, we've got uh, some guy and his presumed wife. And there are our main enemy here, uh, which is named Movadi. Yeah, sure. Something like that. Yeah. Um, first of all, I'm assuming at this point, this guy is like the main enemy of this movie. Like, yes. I was like, oh, this guy's going to be an important character. <laughs> Like, it seems like they're making him do a big deal. The guy who's a hostage, uh, he's talking about how, you know, he they, they need to let him go. And and Mulvadi, Moldavi, whatever his name is, sure. is saying, I'm no fool. You're too, you're too important to the government. And I was like, wait a second. What government? Because a second ago, they were talking about how the prime minister wouldn't allow this. And I think these guys are U.S. Navy SEALs, and yes. we don't have a prime minister. So I'm like, yes. what country are these guys from? <laughs> like, did the, U- did the U.S. send in, like, a little, don't worry about it, U.K., we'll take care of this. Yeah, like, I, I have no idea what's happening anymore. Nothing in this movie is coherent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, I know. I just I just got the sense, yeah, there was no political logic there. Uh, and then, like, these two people, I was like, I don't know who, I don't know if they're, why they're important. And they're certainly not American-related political figures right and like the most incompetent bad guys of all time like they're they're just falling one by one till yeah they're absolutely terrible (laughs) i hate them i hate i hate those bad guys yeah movladi that's his name damn it (laughs) yeah who's played by i mean we got to bring it up right evan (laughs) leone yeah evan leone from new york so movladi is played by evan leone from new york yeah (laughs) Does not track. Terrible accent. Yeah, really we'll bad let, work. We'll, we'll let you, the listener, kind of put that all together and how. Yeah, this movie sucks. <laughs> it's a very post 9-11 movie. <laughs> yes. uh, we'll, <laughs> that's a perfect way to sum it up. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So flashback. They're still in there. Um, this and is then... what I love. Sorry. But like they're the soldiers have terrible dialogue too so thank god at least it's not just the terrorists that have terrible dialogue it's also the u.s navy seals who say our mission was to come here and rescue these hostages we can kill these guys any day (laughs) it's like wait that's pretty fucked up (laughs) yeah and this i think is also when like that's when the two brothers who (laughs) will we find out right chris and mike they're they're like they're brothers, but they're arguing and they're arguing this conversation right in front of like everyone. Right. Exactly. Like they're literally arguing over what the mission what mission goal is in front of like the villain who's holding a gun to the person they're trying to save. Exactly. And this is when we find out why Mike sucks. Like, Oh, now I know why Mike sucks. He gets the hostage killed. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I think that uh, I'm, yeah. Yeah. He just basically just gets everyone killed and they just kill everyone. End of day. Yep. And okay. end scene. <laughs> end scene. Uh, so that's basically just a quick flashback to why Chris, our main character, does not like Mike. By the way, Chris and Mike are brothers, actual brothers. Right. Not actual in the sense that the actors are brothers, just in the movie. Oh, yeah. I didn't want to. Did I put too much emphasis on the actual yeah. there? I think, yeah. I think okay. people will think that they were brothers. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, not in real life. It's very hard to tell because they don't look. They look nothing alike. <laughs> nothing alike. Like, yeah, maybe mom was. All right. Anyway, so um, all right. So then we cut to random gun range, uh, with an old lady, uh, Meredith. Meredith, 
probably the best actor in this entire movie. Sure. I'm going to throw it out there. She's a gem. She's a real gem. So we cut to now current time, uh, Mike uh, and some old lady shooting at a gun range. Mike is basically just now, he was, you know, this apparently part of this elite badass Navy SEAL team. And now he's, he's been relegated to gun range duty with old ladies. Yep. Exactly. Uh, And Meredith is just shooting away, having a good time. And she's got some good lines. She has some great lines. She probably has the best lines, actually. <laughs> I mean, everything that she says is hilarious because she's a little old lady in the first place. <laughs> yes. And it's like a minute, 30 seconds worth of just like awesome dialogue. So she basically just, yeah, she's cranking away and the uh, shooting the, the target there. Uh, what she got? She's got uh, make my day yeah. motherfucker. Yeah, uh, I'll be like, like, just like Charles Bronson. <laughs> make my day motherfucker. It's pretty good. Uh, don't want to get too cocky. Well, get and it. Then, but and then she follows it with get it. That's a pun, which I hate. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, she had to explain it. Like, yeah, don't don't want to get too cocky. Get it. As she looks at the gun and she's like, re, you know, recocking and she's like cocky. That's a little pun there. Yeah. Thanks, Meredith. Um, and then we've so um, from the original conversation uh, back at LA there in the in the house, Chris got the phone call. Hey, get your brother, pull your team together. Yep. Which actually really isn't all that clear in that conversation, but whatever. We're gonna go with it. Um, now Chris shows up at the gun range, right, to recruit his brother to come to get together with you know the team here, right. Which we don't know their brothers quite yet, and then we don't actually. We still don't, right. Yeah, and this is where, like, uh, Russ, I know we talk about guns a fair amount. We don't, neither of us are gun experts by any means. We should do a gun range. New Hampshire, well, let's go up there. And that's the thing. So, like, I do know a thing or two. Like, I've been to a few gun ranges a few times, and, and this is what bothered me was these guys, again, are supposed to be Navy SEALs, and one of these guys was an actual Navy SEAL. Actual Navy SEAL, <laughs> according and, to his IMDb. Yes, and, like, they're, they're at the range and they put the targets, I don't know, probably like 40 feet away from them, yeah. right? Like it's not far. No. Uh, and, and we get Navy SEAL's brother here saying, you're going to need a scope if you're going to hit that. You're like, no, you don't. <laughs> you're no. so close. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then just, so that upset me first and foremost. And then what, well, what did he say to him? He's like, I don't need a scope. Like the scope you have underneath your desk, you're working behind. I was like, right, that's exactly. Such a, that's such a complicated burn. <laughs> yeah, like the scope you have in your drawer at your desk at the desk job you have at the desk job you're working at that you don't really like, and your wife doesn't even like you. How does that make you feel? Like <laughs> they did a lot of exposition here because then it was also a lot of like, how's your family? Well, Trevor finally got off his training wheels and. Yeah. It was like who they made it didn't do anything other than it didn't do anything. It didn't matter. Like you didn't have to talk, have this conversation. You could just have two brothers being like, "I, f- I hate you" because we saw the flashback, you know. Right. And I love how Chris just cuts him off by shooting. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> it's so awkward in the movie. <laughs> yeah, and he gets in this weird. Uh, I'm gonna throw. I like again. We've talked, but not gun experts, but he's just like the way he's like. 
yeah, don't worry about it. And he starts shooting at the, at the target and he like the way he like squats down and gets in like position to shoot. It's just so awkward for the situation. It doesn't feel like it's like natural. It's just like, yep. All right, here we go. <laughs> Elbows out, you know, <laughs> like settling in. It's yeah. like, isn't this supposed to be like a badass moment where you're like showing up your brother and you're uh, really landing it. Uh, yeah. Everything <laughs> sucks. <laughs> and then they end it with, um, you're a hothead, bro. Chris saying that to Mike. To Mike. And uh, and that's where I was like, oh, they're actually brothers. But there is another thing they sneak in here, I think. Isn't this where, like, he, isn't there a bit of dialogue where, like, Chris shoot, he shits on Mike and he's like, yeah, you're a hothead, bro. And you get people killed like dad did. Did you catch yeah, that? They do. they do say that a bunch. Yes. Oh. And they say it, like, they say it a couple times the rest of the movie, but it doesn't, it doesn't matter. They it doesn't, no, they never bring it up again. It's like, it, there's no point. You could just have him have shot someone yep. and that's enough. Yep. Now I'm curious about the prequel. Yeah, yeah. you're just getting people killed all the time, just yeah. like dad. Just like dad did. Wait, I, I definitely would prefer that movie. Yeah. <laughs> Where there's a movie that shapes a, you know, a young man's life because he shot people he shouldn't have shot. Yeah, and then, well, and that's, that's a way came- more interesting movie. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but and then they carry that into the next scene, Ugh. and then it's and then never again. So in the yeah, next, that's, that's right, that's right. Because it, it's, it's, it's we go to the bar then. So much wasted time. So then, like, yeah, it cuts from there. We cut to the bar. We're inside of a bar, and there's Mike by himself drinking away. Is you know drinking away. Drinking away is who cares? Whatever. Yeah, who cares? Like, yeah. It doesn't matter. What are you we drinking away? We haven't learned enough about the character to really care about his problems. So. You're not, yeah. What are you? What are you drinking away your encounter with your brother, idiot? Uh, speaking of his brother, he shows up right, and he's talking about how like oh, just like dad, you got a man killed, and they like have a very brief discussion, right? No, 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 no. What happens here? So he's at the mic is at the bar drinking away, right? A flashback? It, no, 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 no. He's at the bar. No, it's a voice. It's a voiceover. Uh, okay, right. It is. It is, it is, and I understand why you thought, like, oh, Chris shows up. I was like, wait, I thought, I just assumed because, Chris was there. <laughs> no, because it was, it was literally, they do a shot of Mike at the bar drinking whiskey, being all hard, and there's, like, this girl who's like, hey, he, like, kind of chirping on him. He's like, no. And he's, like, drinking his whiskey, and they do a voice over the conversation they just had in the <laughs> last scene. <laughs> and it's just, like, voice over Chris literally saying the exact same thing he just said in the last scene. So yeah, I don't know. It's kind of like the, the guy you got killed, like, like dad got killed. Like yeah. he just said this. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> I love that. You thought Chris, the guy was there. I was like, no, yeah. it was just, it would have made more sense. I think we definitely would have. And they would have had a little more of a conversation and talked about dad, but we don't need that. Cause we don't need to talk about dad. That's the indie film they're going to make. Yes. Um, so we cut from the bar and, um, all right. So we got some type of tension between the two bros, actual brothers, Mike and Chris. Uh, and then we end up at the bro compound as I called it. Um, yeah, this basically is like, just a warehouse with like fucking old well, Mustangs. And is it a warehouse or this seems like it's a military base. Like this is like a Navy SEAL base. In- no, I don't, I don't know. I didn't get that as, at all. Cause I thought it was just like, this is where they hang out and they work out and drink protein drinks and read socrates and yeah. have mustangs in the background that's why i assumed it was work <laughs> i don't know anyways read the bro compound whether it's 
Navy SEAL official or compound or not, but yeah, it feels I like they're it feels like they're off the record. It feels like they're like off the. I hope so because they they get a lot of like real pl- problematic things in the scene. <laughs> like a ton of problems. <laughs> anyway, so so we get we get to the bro compound. They're basically in like a garage, right? And this is where we meet the, the other two guys at the crew. Right. This is when we gather the gang, learn about Thorpe and his Latvian girlfriend. Uh, and, and Thorpe, clearly with that name, he's the brains of the operation. He's the smart right. guy. Yeah. Um, which we know this by, because when they pan to him, he's sitting in a chair reading just Socrates. Right. He's yeah. reading Socrates. Yeah. I'm going to start referring to all my brainy friends as Thorpes. Because... Thorpes. <laughs> You're a Thorpe. You're a total yeah. Thorpe. You're acting like a real Thorpe right now. So it's like, oh, there's our smart guy. And then we pan to, uh, and we cover to um, Jonesy. Jonesy. Yeah, Jonesy. Work, workout crazy guy who just, you know. Drinking protein shakes constantly. Loves his protein shake. That's very important, by the way. Uh, and Jonesy's picking on Thorpe for his Latvian girlfriend saying, you're seeing some commie girl from Buttfuck wherever. Like this, this movie, first of all, is rated, I think, TVMA, if I'm not mistaken. I think, I don't even know. I think it was not even rated, but yeah. Yeah. I saw TVMA and I was like, oh, (laughs) there's got to be some reason. They say fuck like four times. (laughs) And I think that's, that's it. That's where it gets its rating from. But that's that's probably it because there's definitely no violence in this movie whatsoever. Yeah. But like, I don't, I don't understand why we're talking about some Latvian girl as a, as a commie. Like, that's pretty. I'm confused about the time period this movie set in because I thought I thought we were very post 9-11 and then all of a sudden I feel like we're in 1985. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, a little confusing. Maybe Jonesy's a little stuck in the past. I don't know. He's also a little homophobic too. Oh, definitely, yeah. And then he yells at him and goes like, oh, you might be the first Navy SEAL to die a virgin. And this is so. this is when I want to talk about the ages of these characters. Yeah. So Jonesy says that to... Thorpe, who looks like he's like 45, 50. At least, right? Yeah. I mean, he's in great shape. Thorpe is in great shape. Sure. We, get, we, we do have to talk about, I mean, let's, let's also confer that uh, Thorpe there is Scott C. Rowe. How old is he in real life? Well, Scott C. Rowe is um, also, a, a, he's mainly a stunt guy. Okay, so he is 50. Great, because he looks 50. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, I mean, he looks like a great 50, though. I mean, hell, if I look like that when I'm 50, I'll be pretty happy. Sure, we won't. <laughs> no, I mean, he's very much in shape. We won't, but. You're 39 I, and you don't look like that right now. So. <laughs> come on, man, Jesus. I'm 31 and I don't look like that right now. <laughs> yeah, well, no, we're not going to look like that. I mean, he's, he looks very. He's fit, but. Yeah. Everyone in this movie seems so old. <laughs> yeah. And they so like, like they're teenagers. Yeah. Like the conversation doesn't make any sense. I feel like they should be a little more hardened, like, you know, older, badass. Like that's fine to play up that play up that whole, like they're older, badass, like Navy SEAL team. Who's not really, they're not even, I don't even think they're Navy SEALs anymore. Like just kind of like, it seems, it seemed like they were just like brought in randomly. No, they're definitely still Navy SEALs. A hundred percent. They're Navy SEALs. All right. So then we have, we get, so we to start, be- Bad mouth CIA. Yeah, we start bad. Yeah, of course. You always, you know, it's always a CIA, CIA's problem, whatever, blah, blah. Um, Have you ever heard this expression? What's that? Without one ball between them to hold up a joystick. Uh, without one ball between them to hold up a joystick. Jonesy says that about this. He's talking about the CIA guys. Yeah. No. Those guys without one ball between them to hold up a joystick. Nope. <laughs> 
Um, but there is a good there is a good uh, back and forth between Jonesy and and uh, and Thorpe there about the uh, about the the cocaine and and uh, artificial oh, yeah. sweetener. Like that was one moment where he's like he's like he, he kept turning the blender on like every yep. time we talked. I was like that's like something I feel like I would do. Yeah, and then they have so they have their back and forth, and then um, I think just like the suits show up. Basically, I just called it the suits, like the CIA, whoever the the, the, the men in charge, right? Yeah, without one ball between them to hold up a joystick. Yep. So they show up, uh, and then it's pretty much just. Um, I mean, it's coming from the top. Like the CIA guys are making this oh. clear. It comes from POTUS. POTUS himself. Yeah, this is coming from the POTUS all the way top up. Uh, and that's when I realized that Chris is the main character. <laughs> right, right, right. Yep. Bunch of blah 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 exposition about we get the the. CIA guys come in and like CIA. Yeah. yeah. Um, kind of like, you know, doing the classic, like, you guys are the, you guys are the most badass team ever, blah, blah. blah. And yeah. then they're like, yeah, remember that time we saved the president's daughter? Awful. <laughs> Terrible. And this is also when they start talking about how there's a, there's this base in the Caucasus region, right? Uh, where that nobody knows about since the cold war. And I'm like, wait a second. How, would, how, <laughs> how we maintain some base in like, Azerbaijan <laughs> for like 30 years that nobody knows about. Like, no one knows about. There's no possible way. Like they're showing drone footage. It's the worst footage I've ever seen. Like yeah. everything about this base is so illegitimate. And I also, it's a classic, like, um, so this is like the best team. They saved the president's daughter. And then there's always one guy, you know, in a suit who's like, I don't trust you guys. Yeah, take this I, more seriously. It's like, ah, oh, this is so. And I like how they build them up to be this huge, this great team. But then at the same time, the they're CIA terrible. Guy, <laughs> right? Yeah, they're terrible. And the CIA guy knows they're terrible. He goes, "Yeah, I wanted to send professionals, but uh, he chose you." It's like you watch, you watch the brothers, the two brothers argue, and it's so funny because like through the rest of the movie, they argue like actual two brothers. Yeah, you guys are not, a, you're not on the same team here. They actually they have very good brother chemistry, I think, of of, of bickering brothers. <laughs> oh, the, oh, they definitely do, but it's like comical. It's absolutely comical. Um, I will give uh, credit to so kind of quick reset. So we got um, just the three, of the four. Mike is not there yet, right? And they're kind of getting this pre debrief. We got the CIA guys, and then Mike shows up. He's like, I don't know. He says something cheesy like, "What do you think? I wouldn't let you, you know." Go out there by yourselves, whatever. He says yep. something stupid like that. He shows up and was like, oh, it's Mike. And then Mike actually has a pretty funny line where like the CIA guys are just kind of like, they say pretty much everything they, their response is always like, it's classified, it's classified. So he's just like, so you're telling us, you're sending us in a classified area to get some classified information that's classified. And what we find might be classified, but when we find it, we'll know it, but it's classified. <sighs> I hate this movie. <laughs> Not gonna have you dicking up the chain. That's how that ends. Yep. Yeah. Good ending. So then we go to the mountains. We're in uh, Valtovia Forest. The Caucasus does not exist. <laughs> uh, no, it's not. It's not a true place. So there we are, helicoptering in to a not real to a not real forest in an actual real area. Yeah. And this is where we get our first taste of alien vision, right? Uh, like this. Uh, some other things. Oh happen. yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, like well, I, don't, all right, yeah. yeah. I don't care about most of the rest of the scene. <laughs> no, no, there's not much going on here other than like, all right, the bros land in uh, in in a forest. 
they basically just go on a hike. So we get the four guys. They're on a hike. The Navy SEAL team sick guys there. We're like a photo shoot with their camo. Yeah, they do this weird. Like, they do this weird. Like they're like walking through the woods, and you're like they get to like this perfect pose, and you're like screenshot, uh, and they're like, all right, we're moving on. Uh, and then it's like um, there were a few times they did that. <laughs> there were definitely a few times they did that. And then it was like, okay, then they set up the whole splitting up, right? So you had the bros, the two brothers, Chris and and the Mike, yep, split up, and then you had uh, Thorpe and Jonesy split up, and they're walking on a waterfall. Look very nice. Look very New Hampshire. Um, well, we're not at the water. We saw the alien vision before the waterfall. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, there's alien vision, which was very predator-like. It was just this blue. Yeah, distorted blue. Everything's weird, slow motion sounding. Yeah, it's stupid. But then we get to the waterfall. Yeah. Yeah, we get to the waterfall. We got Thorpe, smart guy. He reads. He reads Socrates. He was explaining smart guy stuff to to Jonesy, yeah. and then says explicitly, "Nobody's on my level, if you know what I mean." And yeah. I was like, I have no idea what you mean. It's not the kind of expression you say if you know what I mean after. Right, right. <laughs> Nobody's on my level if you know, you know what, what I mean. mean. No, I can't know what you mean because. What? <laughs> no, I'm not on your level. Are you, you on drugs? <laughs> and they're just hunting around in the uh, in the woods there, kind of getting towards their, to, so they're heading towards this, this I guess we kind of missed this, but whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, CIA guys gave them a bunch of like, hey, you got to go to this classified building in the middle yep. of this forest they're heading towards this building um and uh that's it this, so they're walking to the woods and they get to they get to the building right well right right before that that's when they start talking about how uh they're big on conspiracies i was kind of hoping oh crap you said I that though i i remember that but uh i think that i think it was thorpe yeah of course it would be conspiracy blogs are always talking about dark science yeah, dark science. I love dark science. Yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> what is dark science? <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, just not light science. Like, it's like defense against the dark. Like, it was like Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, particle splitting. You're like, that's not, what do you think dark science is? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's just science. <laughs> right? I mean, I don't know. It made me so mad. Yeah. So they come up to the building um, and it's fenced in. The least secret base of all time. It's this huge building. It's massive in the middle of this forest, fake forest. So, yeah. So they walk up to this fence. They're like, all right, we got to go in. So it's the two brothers are on one side. And I think the the other two, uh, Jonesy and, and Thorpe are on you know, like another side, whatever. Whatever, they yep. split up, right? And the two brothers are like, all right, let's go in. They're like, they're pulling out bolt cutters. And they, <laughs> while they're pulling the bolt cutters, the fence line is at the their, their eye line. Yeah, it's like it's like five and a half feet, probably. Yes, just climb over it. Just climb over it. There's a lot of options. Also, though, I do like the promo for bolt cutters. I think we talked about it on the podcast before. Everyone should get bolt cutters. 2020 was a garbage year. 2021, who knows? You might need bolt cutters. Bolt cutters. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to big bolt cutters. <laughs> just in case things get shitty, yeah. have some bolt cutters. Don't buy them on Amazon. Don't buy them on Amazon. Get them from your local shop. So yeah, that was. <laughs> yeah, I like how they're like they're describing this building and like the the one guy's looking at it. He goes, "Oh, the sign says it was a perfume factory. Only thing I smell is bullshit." The script, just the script of this movie, oh. probably nears the top for me of most quotes written down out of a lot of the movies we've seen. This one had some real gems. 
<laughs> yeah. This one also had some gems of like kind of like screenwriting 101 don't do's, which yeah. we'll get to. It was just like, wow, this is, oh, we've got company. Ugh. Yeah. I got eyes on what uh, looks like some sort of lobby. What? You mean the lobby? You can see the lobby of the building. Just say it's, you can see the lobby of the it's building. It's the lobby of the building. Jesus. <laughs> and then they do a quick, so just to let us know, they do they they have some type of communication to a drone, right? Right. And they they let us know that like uh, there's a drone floating, you know, overhead. Yep. It's stupid. It's a waste of time. It means nothing. Yep. I mean, I guess it kind of does later, but it's stupid. It's a stupid shot of a drone, which looks terrible. Yeah, it doesn't help anything. But also at this point, they're they're walking. They you know they bolt cuttered their way through the fence here, and they're walking up to the entrance of the building. Why is the base overgrown? Like it, they said, this was abandoned slash. Uh, all of the scientists disappeared within a three minute span, is what they're saying. Yep. Uh, and it happened like a month ago, right? Like very recently, right? Less than a yeah. month ago. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not like it's. It wasn't like it was like twenty years ago. No, and there's like grass growing over all the staircases, and <laughs> yeah, it makes no sense. No, <laughs> makes no sense whatsoever. Uh, and then there's a great moment where the so they're still climbing, they're still going through the fence to get into like the base area. Yeah. The two brothers, like right off the bat, are arguing like two like little kid brothers. Yep. Um, and there's definitely a great line. There's multiple great lines, but um, I think Chris says to to Mike, he's like, "Well, why don't you take your happy ass home?" It's a pretty yeah, good one. Is that an expression? Uh, I mean, it is now. <laughs> hey, Jared, why don't you take your happy ass? Yeah, I'm going to start saying that to people because apparently it means something. And then like right, be- right before they go to head inside the building, they-, they get a Geiger counter reading because it's near Ukraine. I don't know what I don't know what the rationale is for that, but uh, I don't either Jonesy Jonesy's taking the Geiger counter reading. Right. And he goes like, yeah, it's slightly above uh, slightly above normal, slightly below your dick's going to fall off. <laughs> <laughs> that's a better line than uh humanity bureau when you're trying to get into canada right yeah <laughs> i guess so or it didn't work and you just needed to swap it out with some double a batteries and be like yeah our ramulins there uh yep um so my first thought is these are the best here we go <laughs> Yeah, here we go. Now we're going inside the base. Inside the base. Um, we have a little brotherly love argument. We're going to go into the front door, and the brother's like, we should go into the back door. It's like, dude, what is it? Yeah, I'm getting Thorpe confused with Chris and Mike, I think, at certain points. They all kind of look the same to me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, Mike and Chris are the brothers. Thorpe and Jonesy are the right. side guys. And Thorpe and Chris have beards. <laughs> Thorpe, yeah, Thorpe and Chris have beards. Mike doesn't until later in the movie. Jonesy doesn't have a beard at all. He just likes his protein shakes. Right. Um, so we get to the fence. Uh, they get into the building through the front door. Um, not They're doing their investigative journalism here, and they're like, well, not a lot of signs of struggle here. There's no nothing going on. <laughs> There's no one here. And then they just, I don't know if you caught this or complained about it like I did, but they're just standing in the lobby uh, like waving their flash and like yes. for, for probably like 20 to 30 seconds, maybe yes. you're like, wait, did somebody forget a line? <laughs> yeah. It was like, there was a weird moment of like the four of them walked in and just like, it's just silent. <laughs> just silent. And they're just hanging out. Was someone supposed to speak here? <laughs> you guys, you guys in terms of like a squad, uh, you're all standing upright. You're all standing in the same spot. And if there was anyone in here, they would just shoot you off. <laughs> you t- 
Yeah. And I assume this might have been the same kind of like posing moment, maybe where I don't know. There's somebody taking a picture for promo purposes. Yeah, we didn't see it. By Steven Seagal. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, oh, Action House Pictures will love Mm, this. Yeah, it's a great shot. So yeah, so they're in there. They're kind of dinking around. Uh, And then Chris is like, all right, let's split up to clear the building because that's what you do in these situations. Of course, Um, always split up. Always split up. They split up to go down different hallways. It doesn't matter. Um, And they start coming across uh, what I described as piles of dust poop. Yep. Little little tiny piles of ashes that are very neat. <laughs> yeah, like like they're very they're like perfect pyramids of ashes. Yes, they're OCD pyramids of like yeah. and I love I think it's Jonesy that says, I signed on to kill terrorists, man, not kill ghosts. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? <laughs> this isn't that kind of movie. <laughs> yeah, and my first thought was um those are humans. Oh, the piles of dust were human. Immediately, yeah. I immediately, immediately assumed this is vaporized people. Yes. <laughs> Pretty much. Turn it into dust. Um, so then, okay, so they find a dust of people, blah, blah, and they're walking in the hallways, two separate groups. Um, Wait, Chris is, keeps... What? Is Stay Frosty military lingo? I don't know. You say, you say military lingo, Stay Frosty. I just think it's an annoying thing that they say a couple times. <laughs> well, I think... Well, no, I, well, I don't know. <laughs> Because we both wrote down, like, he's, right? Like, they're in the middle of something. It doesn't make any sense for him to say, stay frosty. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, I don't know. It sounds like maybe it might be some type of lingo they caught. Like, hey, stay cold. Stay, you know, stay aware. Stay frosty. I don't know. I feel like I've heard it before. I'm also, like, it's the only, it feels like it's, like, the only military lingo. That's why I put, like, military in quotes. I was like. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or is this just movie military lingo, which I'm pretty sure that's what it is. And it's like, let's just keep saying this. And he says it like three times. It's, it's irritating. Yeah. And like that, well, that's before they get to three quarters of the way through the movie when they start saying hoo every five seconds. Ugh. <laughs> we get it, David B. Meadows. You were a Navy SEAL. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh my God. Like, come You're on. You're contributing. Man. I get it. <laughs> I still don't believe you guys. Um, so they're they're scrolling through this this research building facility there, and then um, uh, become uh, Jonesy and and Thorpe, uh, smart guy and protein shake guy. They right. come into a room and there's a whiteboard with all like symbols on there, yeah, arrival like symbols, if you will. Sure. Or um, what's the oh, crap? What's the uh, what's the Code Breakers movie there recently with um... Code Breakers? Nope. The the one who's like a closeted gay guy who gets sterilized by the government. Alan, Alan, Alan. Damn it. Did you not see this movie with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch? <laughs> yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch in the uh, the Imitation Game. Yeah, yeah, imitation yeah. Imitation Game, yes. Uh, didn't it have uh, Natalie Portman in it? Yeah, Kira Knightley. The, uh... Same thing. Yeah, body double. <laughs> body double. <laughs> Tied it back to Star Wars. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I did get Star Wars. Thank you. <laughs> please, please take my my body double. She will escort you down to Tatooine. Ugh, God. So I, I, I'm 90% sure that's what they were referring to when they were like, oh, yeah, maybe they were code crackers like in that movie. They were talking about imitation game for sure. No, that's a stretch. No way. You, you're giving them way too much credit. 
That's like, you tell me all the time, like, I give them too much credit. This is you. That's a stretch. I don't know. What, what movie were they talking about? What code breaking movie were they talking about? My first thought was Arrival. That's why I thought your It's Just Me Sat was perfect. No, this guy. All right. You're giving me too much credit. <laughs> I'm giving, yes. I think we have given ourselves too much. All right. We'll move on. All right, this ain't like, no code. It's, it's a like language. <laughs> yeah, it's like imitation game meets, meets arrival <laughs> meets predator. This ain't no code. It's a language. It's a great line and a horrifying line. It's a good line. Uh, meets Power Rangers. Okay, so um, we're moving on. So, so we cut to the northeast sector with the boys. This ain't no code. It's a language. All right. So then, yeah. So we, yeah, we end up in the east east side. Yep. And there's a scientist. We find this is when we find our actual hero. Yes. Isabella. But yes. We don't, know, so, we don't know that yet. We don't know that yet. So we got uh so we got Jonesy and uh Socrates uh hanging Thorpe. out. Right. Thorpe doing her thing. And then we get the two brothers who keep getting pitted together and keep arguing. It's great. They're the last two entire movie. It's so funny. And they come across someone who's in a refrigerator. Um, kind of just like tossing things out of the refrigerator like a mad person. Spilling milk everywhere. Spilling milk everywhere. As we know, Jared and I are not fans of people drinking milk out of the carton. If you listen to our episode about the tall man. Oh, yeah. Actually, so quick correction on the last episode. I know two people who drink milk, Matt and Nicole. What? Yep. I know two people and... Are they listeners? Um, They're constant listeners? Uh, yeah, Nicole's listened to a couple episodes, I think. And Matt has listened to at least one now. Hey, uh, chime in in the comments if you think that... Do we have comments? Can people comment? Uh, you can co- yeah, comment on something. Comment on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, figure it out. I don't know. Yeah. Go send us a review somewhere. And Sam, uh, my sister's fiance there, drinks out of the carton like a clown. That is... Well. <laughs> that's not... No. Shout out to it's, Sam. Love yeah. you, but don't drink out of the carton. Don't know you. <laughs> don't Don't approve. Yeah, milk cartons are big on big to us. They're very important to us. Yes, like yeah, be reasonable. Like, like there's other people in the household. Money laundering, milk carton, John Travolta. Those are the three most important things to us. Yes, that's it. All right, let's move on past that because we'll be, we'll be stuck in that, and then it's gonna be too long. So, all right, so we got someone in a lab suit and mask, whatever, and they're just tossing the stuff out of this refrigerator. They, then they go to run away. Like, why would they run away if they don't have anything to hide? Well, the funny part about this whole thing is, is that we have two Navy SEALs who are like sneaking up on, on this person. Yep. And I was like, I'm pretty sure Navy SEALs are pretty fucking badass. I've heard that. And this guy is just like, hey, hey, excuse me. What are you doing? <laughs> hey, hey, excuse me. Hey, excuse me. Hey, uh, hello. What are, you, uh, what are you doing over there? Please and thank you. Uh, please, thank you. Uh, can you not spill the milk? Or, can you not drink out of the milk carton, please? <laughs> if it was Jared and I, we just shot the person because we're like, you're drinking yeah. out of the milk carton, are you? It's a murderable offense. <laughs> you're done. Uh, and then they look at them and the person in the refrigerator looks at the two Navy SEALs, Mike and Chris, and they just start running. And I was like, well, Lab Geek 1, Navy SEAL 0. <laughs> Until two seconds later when... Yeah, two seconds later, they the the other two guys, bros, catch the running lab geek. Yeah, in seconds. 
in uh, seconds. So then we cut to um, Samantha. Cut to, yeah, and a little quick interrogation thing, interrogating the the person in the suit. We don't know what's going on, and then take off the mask, and hair flows down like it's supposed to, and it's Brazilian top model Larissa Arandade. Arandade. I don't remember anymore. It says it's it's, it's Isabella. <laughs> yeah, Isabella the character. Isabella the character. Um, and then it's there's like a little like okay. I, so this but the thing I didn't get was like this whole situation was just weird. Yeah. So I really like how she speaks in Portuguese a bunch. <laughs> yes. Yes. And she's wearing a Dupont patch. By the way, did you catch that? No, I didn't catch. <laughs> it's like sitting right there. It's like it just says something stupid. And it says Dupont right above. No, that's great. Yeah. No, she speaks Portuguese a bunch. Uh, and it, it took us a second. Taste was in the other room and we were watching it. And she was, was that Portuguese? And I was like, I don't know. Yeah. She looks kind of Brazilian. Yeah. <laughs> Brazilian top model. Yep. And then next thing you know. Uh, so the, all right. One thing I want to call out here. Do it. When she's speaking Portuguese uh, and the guy's like, what are you, what are you even doing here? And she goes, in Portuguese, she says sun research. Hmm. But it seems like with her follow-up statement, it should have been something more like soil research. <laughs> uh, which, I don't know. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Like, confusing mixed messages. She's definitely Brazilian. She should know better than... But maybe she doesn't know soil research is not... So I don't know. I'm confused by all of it. It's also kind of weird because she's wearing like this like a like a gas mask thing like that so that to to say that there's something in the air right yeah in the four guys in the four guy the four navy seals just walked in the building and they're like don't worry about it it's fine yeah everything's fine everything's cool (laughs) like you don't have to wear that it's like wait you guys just walked in here how do you know it's not okay what you don't know it's okay and then it's we get another example of like i could have written a, a probably slightly better script of uh introducing the cast to our new research scientists here. Yes. Like, oh, this is Jonesy. He's an awesome medic. I was like, way to be descriptive. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then, like, the whole situation was like, oh man, he's the medic. And then he went down. He's like, just look at look at this. And he flashed a flashlight in her eyes. And he put like a little, you know, stethoscope to her chest. And he was like, I was like, no, don't say it, don't say it. And he's like, she's good, boss. She's fine. What? No. What? Good. Good. <laughs> Have any of you ever seen Alien? What? No. <laughs> uh, um, so that was all weird. That was pretty weird. Um, and it's yeah, weird I mean, in action. She says yeah. she's going to go show them what happened to the people in the lab. Because the, the yes. guys are obviously immediately saying, hey, what happened to the other 100 scientists that were here? They were here. No one's here. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, so then they all hop in an elevator. Yep. And this is when we get the first elevator joke, which I'm going to hang on to it. I think it's, it's kind of funny. Makes me furious. Go on. There is an elevator and there's like five of them all standing there. And there's just some really like aggressively good elevator music. Sure. As far as elevator music goes, it's nice. Yeah. However, have you ever been in an elevator with elevator music? (laughs) Yes. You not, not often. It's far more frequent that i'm in an elevator with no sounds at all i think elevator music um is usually in department stores hotels and stuff like that 
Yeah. And it, it feels anachronistic to me. Almost. Like I've been in a lot of hotels that don't like, and that's another thing that yeah. kind of set me it in. Wouldn't, it wouldn't be in a research facility out in the middle of nowhere. Caucus, the exactly. Flavian. Yes. Okay. I buy that. I'm on board. Like, yeah. It made me super angry. <laughs> and especially because it became a plot point. <laughs> it, it became a comedic plot point. It wasn't important to the actual plot, but it was like kind of funny thing they kept bringing back. Right. It was the only funny thing in this movie. Everything, everything made me mad. It was bad. All right. Anyway, so whatever. There's, there's elevator music, dear listener, that Jonesy starts kind of head bobbing to. And there's a moment where everyone just looks at him. It was like, all right, it's fine. It's fine. And we're, we're following our Brazilian supermodel uh, down here into the dark lab. I like how they just, everything that they trying to make into something mysterious or interesting in this movie, they just say dark. Like, oh yeah, well, it's dark science that they're probably doing in the dark lab. Okay, sure. Yeah, man, that's how that works. You don't, you do dark science in the dark labs, man. Right, and they, I mean... <laughs> gives a little credibility when uh when isabella says well if i show you this i can go to prison for the rest of my life uh it's all bad so basically they're down in the far basements of of the the lab there um super secret super secret double secret room yep she says this it doesn't make any sense because she just watched everyone die so jail means nothing right that's what annoyed me about that she was just like if I let you in here, I could be in jail. Like so many people have died around you. <laughs> you yeah, like like everyone you know and work with have died. Why would you care about jail? Yeah, I think I'd be pretty rattled about like, that. Like, who's gonna put you in jail when you just watch everyone die? Right. Anyways, um, and they walk in the room, and there's a room, and it's you know whatever stupid sealed up room, kind of not really. Uh, and there's a giant shard kind of thing looking thing, which they called the device. Right the device, the object, whatever, whatever it is. But the, the, the key things that Isabella keeps pointing out to us are we must always withhold assumptions on the origin of the device. Oh my God. <laughs> and it becomes like a trope in itself in the movie of yes. just over and over again. Like, Oh, well, we can't, we can't know about anything about the device. Like who knows how it got here. We don't, we can't assume anything. And then they proceed to assume everything. Everything. From this point on, there's so many assumptions about everything, about like what the device is, what these aliens are, why they're here, what they're doing. It, it, it sets all their decisions in motion. And it's just like, you guys, you literally, you're just making up theories and going with it. Right. Uh, and then we get, I appreciate Ugh. from uh, Jonesy, we have, can you say that again in Bill Nye level science? Ah, I yeah. love Bill Nye level science. And that's the same time when she's talking about how, oh, well, it's just a theory that it came from space. And you're like, wait a second. You literally just said we're not supposed to make any assumptions about the origin. And you're like, oh, well, it probably came from space. Yeah. And that's when we get the we get the quick flashback to when everyone got vaporized into little piles of ash. Yep. So we get the quick flashback like when they, so the CIA came in, I think, right? Is that what she said? The CIA Seemingly, came, yeah. Whatever. Some, whatever. A couple of three idiots came in. They blasted a little laser beam at the at the shard or whatever this yep. th the device was. And they basically just put out a shockwave that went through the entire building and turned all humans into poopy dust. Yeah, and the look on the scientist. How did she? How did she survive? By the way, she's got. She said she's like, I just got lucky. It's like, well, were you in? 
they didn't really explain that. They just kind of. No, she just said I got lucky. <laughs> yeah, she says I got lucky. She was in, I think, a certain room or area. It didn't make a whole lot of sense. Uh, and the the look on the scientist on the main scientist's face when he got vaporized was priceless. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, it, it's super unclear why she didn't get vaporized. Like they didn't explain that at all. As soon as they figure that out, how everyone's getting vaporized by this object, I love Chris saying pucker factors high right now and i almost use that as the quote for the lead-in <laughs> that's pretty solid that's pretty solid um yeah and then this is where shit gets kind of real and you get a classic another shitty uh line this is above my above my pay grade from from jonesy but yeah it's just like oh my god this is when it starts to i have a feeling we're going to be a lot faster the rest of this because yeah, we're, we're going to move quick because this gets decidedly more terrible yeah um so, what do you got well i was gonna say so we go outside then and we're checking on the the radio situation because the the communications seem to be down everywhere right um of course and we get the nice line here from thorpe i think uh it's it's quiet as the western front which that's i'm reading into a lot but you know i'm sure you're familiar with all quiet on the western front I read the book. Uh, it's a really dark book, right? Like it's talking about, you know, World War One aside, uh, but like getting home and in, trying to reintegrate with German society after, like it's it's a really heavy book. Yeah, like, <laughs> uh, and it's like a throwaway line, like, oh yeah, you know how quiet the Western Front is. <laughs> Very quiet. <laughs> Very quiet. I don't care. No, <laughs> I don't either. Pick a better line. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so Thorpe's on the roof doing laptop shit because he's trying to reconnect to the tower up there to get communication out because they have no communication going, right? Some kind of techno wizard. Of course, obviously. This is when the object starts doing something. Yeah, and the two brothers are arguing with each other, whatever, and then device starts devicing. Right. Like they definitely sunk all of the budget of this movie into making the the graphics for the the device because it like Yes. It floats around, you know, uh, Mandalorian, the child crib style. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It also has all kinds of like VR shapes over it. It's it's cool. It's like, it's the coolest thing in this whole movie. I mean, in let's set a benchmark for all the listeners. When Jared says that. <laughs> it's very low. It's a very low bar. Very low bar. <laughs> but within the, thr the throes of this movie. It's the coolest thing. And so this is all happening. I don't know, I'm sure if we described anything that was actually happening, but yeah, the device is devicing. We got things going on there. Thorpe is on the roof. Uh, and then we get Mike saying the classic line. I think it was Mike who said the classic line. Yet again, we've got company. Yeah, this is when they discover they're under attack. Yes. Which uh, I love the... So one of my least favorite things i think about the movie industry is like uh you can you can pretty much pay anyone to say anything so yes the u.s the u.s government pays out tens of millions of dollars every year to do military propaganda any movie that the u.s military is in uh like the 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 actual u.s military has some kind of consulting on that that like Absolutely. does a like a, every michael bay movie ever made exactly it's good propaganda like the, like that's a known factor in the U.S. military industrial complex, right? Yes. Um, 
And like this movie is the same. And that's what I was like, wait, this is one of those. <laughs> like, this is like the shittiest movie. And at the same time, they're like, oh, whatever country we're in doesn't even have an Air Force, like U.S. Air Force. <laughs> yeah, but like, like, I don't even think like the there's, I, there's no obviously there's no way I think. Is there? You're thinking small. You're thinking small. <laughs> you might be right. I'm going to I'm going to bite my tongue there. Um, all right, so here we are. We are we are at a moment of we are at a moment of of catastrophe. Things are amping up. We've got Thorpe on the roof. We've got uh, the two bros who can't quite figure out who's in charge. Um, Jonesy's just trying to be Jonesy. He wants a protein shake. Brazilian model is just keep, keeps researching. Yep, Thorpe Thorpe thuds on the on the roof. There, he's actually under attack. Like there's. Oh yeah, bad stuff going down. A hundred percent. Shit, shit is raining down on him, uh, and 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 things are getting crazy. But um, I don't know. I think I think we're. I think it's the perfect. I was gonna say. I think it's the perfect time to end the episode, and uh, we'll be back in your ear holes on Thursday. It's a perfect time to dash all of your hopes that we would have a shorter episode. How does that make you feel? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday. <laughs> um, and in the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram at it's this meets that. Uh, we're ITMT pod on Twitter. Uh, and if you're feeling fashion, send us an email at uh, it's this meets that at gmail.com. Um, as always, you can find us on uh, all of our episodes at it's this meets that.com. Thanks for listening and hopefully you'll check in on Thursday.